0: Hello and welcome to the Powerful Prayers Podcast, where we will explore the meaning of the Siddur together and be inspired to more powerful prayers. In this first episode, we'll cover a bit of the history as well as the structure of the morning prayer service. The Talmud teaches us that the concept of three daily prayers originated from our forefathers, from our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Avram I originated the Shachris, the morning prayer service. Yitzchak, Isaac, originated the Mincha, the afternoon prayer service. And Yaakov originated the Meyer of the evening prayer service. So we've been praying since the beginning of our people. But this was not a formal prayer service at that time. Just three specific times of day to pray. And our people for the first millennia were people with many prophets. The Talmud actually says that there were over 1.2 million prophets in the Jewish people from the times of Moses, from the times of the Exodus, till the end of the first temple period. And prophecy was an innate Jewish, Jewish trait passed down from our forefathers. And while there were requirements for... What was included in each prayer, there had to be, and we'll discuss this in greater detail in future episodes, there has to be a praise of God, there has to be a request, there has to be a thank you, but the basic text was left to each individual inspired by his spirit. But after the uh, Babylonian exile, the ability for prophecy was lost, and therefore the ability for our own prayer and our own prayer text was lost as well. So the formal prayer text was established at the beginning of the second temple period by the Anshe Knesset Agadola, the men of the Great Assembly. It's approximately in the year 350 before the Common Era. The prayers also reflect uh, the temple service. The... Tzmidim, the, the, the daily offerings, the morning and afternoon offering are represented in the morning and afternoon prayers. And the evening service, the mirev, was representative of the uh, additional work that was done to burn any remaining offerings left from the day. It was the cleanup, so to speak, of the day. And they were designed, when the rabbis were designing the prayer service in the beginning of the Second Temple period, they were reflective of a concept that our lips is a verse that says our lips shalma parim's verse our lips should replace the sacrifices um, that were brought in the temple, and the t- prayers were designed as a complementing the structure of the temple the Veda Hamikdash. In order to explain that, I want to first talk a little bit about the structure of the morning service, and then tie it back to the, to the Beta HaMikdash. So the structure of the morning service, I want you to imagine it as a pyramid. Um, we, we are going to arrive at the peak. If you ask people what's the essence of the prayer service, the average person will often answer the essence of the prayer service is the Shmona Esrei, the the silent standing prayer, sometimes called the Amidah. And many people who've asked to study about prayer or about tefillah want to jump right to the Shmona Esrei, to the Amidah. That's something that's important to understand and to get to. It's the core of the prayer service. It's the peak of the pyramid. But we'll discuss a little bit today of the background of why maybe we want to wait till we get to delving into the Shmona Esrei. So, the Shmona Esre, which is also called Tefillah, in, uh, one of the other names for it, prayer. It is the essence of the prayer. That's the peak. But to get to a peak, you've got to slowly climb the levels up on one side. And if you're at a peak, you're at a pinnacle, you've got to slowly come down the other side. And in the prayers, as well as in the temple, there are going to be three levels on the way up. There's the peak, and then there's three levels on the way down. So in the Beit HaMikdash, in the temple, there are four, could be subdivided into four main parts. There's the temple mount, the Har Abayit. Further inwards, as you go inwards, there's the Azara, the courtyard. Going further in, the Heichal, the main structure of the temple itself. And within that, the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was. Each of those areas represents a further dedication of ourselves as, in our lives as Jews. When one enters Zahar Abayis, he's entering in the Temple Mount, he's showing he's entering the house of God. He's the, the area. He's entering the area of God. He's dedicating himself to live a Torah life. The Azara, the courtyard, is where the majority of the service took place. Most offerings, most services took place in the azarah. That's showing that not only am I committed to living a Torah life, but that all of life is dedicated to the service of God. When he enters even further into the Heichal, into the structure of the temple itself, that's a deeper level reflecting on the fact that Hashem is with us at all times. And finally, the Holy of Holies, where just the Ark of the Covenant and the Spirit of Hashem, the Spirit of God there, reflects the concept of enod milvado, there's none other besides God. And the real essence of everything is that one is alone with God and God is always with him. Similarly in the the prayer service, we have the morning blessings. That's the first section. Then there's the the de Zimra, the Songs of Praise, is the second section. The Shema and its Blessings is the third section. That's three levels slowly climbing. We then arrive at the Shemona Esrei, the Tefillah, the main focus of the prayer. And then on the way down, we have the Ashrei Uvala Tzion, Ashrei Tzion, Um Tzion. That equals out to Shema. You have the, the uh, Shir Shalyom, the Song of the Day, opposite the de Zimmer, that's also a psalm. And then in the um, Hasidic rite and in the Ashkenazi rite in, in Israel, they say the ketores, they repeat the ketores, the, 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 the um, spices, the, or the order of the incense offering. And that corresponds to the, and they say the enkelokeinu, which corresponds to the blessings that were said at the beginning of the service. And we'll elaborate that as we go along. One of the important things to realize is when you have a system and a structure and you have to go through it properly, is you can't jump. Because if you jump, you can get hurt. Um, And that's why it's so important to really go through the prayer service in its proper order. Begin at the beginning, build up, and then slowly re-acclimate back to to the world, to -to day-to-day living. So to start our day, we're talking about the morning service, which ideally is done first thing in the morning, we start when we're, we're sleeping. We wake up in the morning, but while we're sleeping, we've been disconnected from a conscious recognition of God. Our brains, our, our conscious brain is asleep, and we're, we're not, we do not have a conscious recognition of Hashem. So the first step of our morning is to recognize that there is a God. That will connect to the Moda'ani prayer, the first prayer that's said in the morning, which we'll discuss later. But that's whether we say the Adon Alam in the morning. Adon Alam is saying that there's a, a, a master of the universe. And the morning blessings, which acknowledges that Hashem created the world and everything in it. Um, and that we have to live a Torah life. It's This is on the same level as entering. This is our Level as we enter the prayer service of entering the Har entering the Temple Mount, which is an area where we can live. No one could live in the Holy of Holies. That's that's not for the average person to live. Even the highest, the High Priest, who was allowed to enter in the Holy of Holies, could not enter, on could not live there. He entered there once a year or twice a year on Yom Kippur, and that was it. You can't live there. But we live in the on the Temple Mount living with an acknowledgement that blessings are from Hashem, that He created the world, and that obligates us to live a Torah life. Step two, we enter from the Temple Mount into the Azara, to the courtyard. The courtyard, like we said, is the place of the service of Hashem. It's not enough, it reflects the concept, that it's not enough to know that the world was created by Him and is His, but that we have to dedicate our lives to his service. And that is reflected in the davening, in the morning service, in the, tra- the Psuki de Zimra, the songs of praise, songs of recognition that all of creation speaks of, of, of God's glory and that we, as well as the rest of creation, dedicate, oursel- <clears throat> dedicate ourselves to his service. Moving onwards, you go in from the Azorah, the Temple Courtyard, to the Heichel, to the House of God. At that point, you're recognizing in yourself that God is one, and He is in complete control of everything that's happening. And we likewise, at that point in our service, we've gone from the Pazuki Zimra to the Shema service, where we close our eyes, and we say Shema, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, we acknowledge His oneness. And in future lessons, we'll explain how the Shema exactly accomplishes that. And finally, you arrive at the peak, at the pinnacle, the holy of holies. Where we stand before God alone, just us and him, and we realize that there's no no other power in the world besides him, and all that comes from him is and all that and all that happens, all of existence comes directly from God. So during the Shemot Asri, we recite 19 blessings, which will be explained at length. And the word they all be, have the word Baruch in them. Baruch is related to the word Brechat, to spring. We open 19 springs, 19 wells of blessings through our Shemot Asri service. But we can't necessarily take the close feeling that we should have, at least, while we're saying the Shemot Asri and bring that with us and live with that feeling all day. The Kohen Gadol couldn't live in the high in the Holy of Holies for all time. We have to take that knowledge, take that feeling with us, and slowly acclimate it back into our thoughts and come back down to our day-to-day life. So, what do we do? We go into the the, the first step on the way down, equivalent to the Shema on the way up, is where we say the Uval Tzion, we say Ashrei and we say Uvalatzion, uh, where, we, where we again proclaim that um, Hashem is Kadosh, that God is holy. And in fact, the Talmud comments that the the both in the Shema blessings of the Shema and in the Uvalatzion we say a form of kedusha. The Talmud says that the kedusha of Uvalatzion is much more holy because that reflects taking the knowledge that we acquired in our Shemot taking the knowledge that we acquired in our silent amida prayer, and assimilating it, bringing it into our lives. We then go to the songs of praise, which we have the Shir Shoyom, the song of the day, the psalm or song of the day connected to the Psuki Dezim, or the psalms of praise that we said at the beginning of the service, which is again said in the that's reflecting to the, the temple courtyard with a life of dedication to God. And finally, in some of the rituals, we say the Kaveh, and in the and the Ketores, definitely everyone says it on Shabbos. In some places it's said even during the week. But we're there, we've now come to the um, realization that First of all, the Enkelokeno, each of those phrases, and Enkaduneno, each one is like a blessing. We're blessing God and acknowledging that all of our life and all of our good comes from Him. We mention the fact that the of the primacy of Torah study. We say don't read it Al don't read it as your as your sons, rather your builders, the Torah builders. We want to understand that we are can turn our work. Our day-to-day mundane life into holiness through a knowledge that we have acquired that all is that all is God and that He is at the central point of the universe, and through talking about the ketores, we represent, we understand the realization that all of life's ple- all of life's pleasures uh, come from Hashem alone. And the Talmud says that they would only allow a Kohen one, It was a once-in-a-lifetime chance to uh, bring the Katoris service, Katoris offering, because Katoris would bring wealth. The wealth is the understanding that all of life's pleasures, all of the good that we have in life comes from Hashem, comes from God. And that is crucial to the understanding that we've gained through the, through the davening, through the Shemona Esrei, bringing it into our day-to-day life understanding that the all of life's pleasures are from Hashem alone and living with that realization and then we become the builders where we're saying that the the Torah is the core of what we're doing and turning our mundane day-to-day work into holiness through a knowledge of that we're work doing what God wants us to do in our day-to-day living now Sometimes people are in a rush and are rushing out of the service at that on the end, but skipping leaves all these beautiful packages, these beautiful thoughts that you should have acquired, we hope to acquire, behind. So it's crucial, you know, when you have an important meeting, it's crucial to catch the train on the way. You got to be able to come, uh, get there on time, and you want to stay in the end till the end. You want to take um, take everything with us and live with the lesson that everything is from Hashem. Thank you for listening, and hope to be back next week talking more about the power of prayer.